The following podcast is a production of the network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Hello, everyone. We are live. What is going on, everyone that is tuning in? Um, do we have any viewers yet? I don't know. We actually have people watching us. People, are you out here watching us? Hanavg? I don't know who that is. I mean, probably it's just a bot. Probably just a bot. Hopefully you're not. If you're not, hit follow, hit subscribe. You'll be uh, notified next time we go live. If you're checking us out on Facebook or YouTube, thank you so much for that. I, uh, no, we go live on our Facebook page, Podcasters Tabletop Gaming. Don't mind my sunburn. I was out in the sun all day yesterday. Um, but we also go live on our YouTube. But really, you want to be able to interact with the players. Our, uh, most of them all jump on Twitch as well. And you can uh, check us out live on Twitch at podcasters underscore. And make sure to hit that subscribe button. Smash subscribe. And we're going to be getting into our game of D&D. Last week, we did not uh, play a session. But tonight, we are uh, jumping back up and picking up for where we left off. And before we get into it, let us have a a word from our favorite goblin, Finks, to do a shout out to DCT Industries with Jeff. Uh, Tony. DCT Industries. I mean, DCT, three three good letters, no matter how you mix them up, but DCT makes the most sense. It's going to be an industry. Uh, we are working on a game called Kaimon. It is a beautiful blend of both the Pokemon, the Mon genre, mixed with the tabletop gaming, Warhammer style game. Uh, give it a uh, check it out on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash DC. What is that? DCT Industries underscore tabletop gaming. We gotta DCT, fix this. <laughs> DCT Industries tabletop gaming. We need a we need to get a shorter URL. I you agree. know, just check it. It's in the it's in the link. I don't know what's down there, but Anthony's gonna put it right there. Um, but yeah, check it out. We're making some headway with the printers. We're kind of you got some stuff. Look at this. Look at look at Jeff. Look at that, look at that will. Can't really see, but uh, no, the quality it's smug. The quality of these prints are are getting to where we're happy with them now. So keep an eye out. We're going to be able to uh, hopefully get these, you know, kind of brought to life a little better. So man, that's really all the news I got right now. Check them out. They're they're smooth. 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 Like you know that song by Carlos Santana featuring Rob Thomas from Matchbox Twenty. Smooth. Smooth as eggs. <laughs> smooth as eggs. Even better. Um, don't hire me to do commercials. This is your fault. That was excellent, actually. Especially the part about rearranging the letters any way you want. Yeah, I did. Mine's DTC. There you go. Close <laughs> enough. Ah, oh, thank you. Thank you. Now, a word from our uh, one of our newest players, to, uh, newest characters, we'll say not players, we'll say one of our newest characters. Maximus the Mad. Um, Mark, thoughts on playing a new character and uh, giving a new personality? 
for those yeah. that are jumping in live. Yeah. So uh, I've been having a chance for the last couple of sessions to roll around with a new play style. I was formerly playing as a druid, moon druid, relying a lot on uh, wild shape and abusing the uh, shape water can drip. <laughs> um, it, it's been interesting. I haven't had a chance to fully envelop what I think uh, Maximus's capabilities are. I'm still having a fun time getting used to him, but I think uh, as the sessions roll on, um, more fun will to be uh, had with him as far as everything goes. It's fun to kind of just uh, switch things up. If you uh, are used to eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich every day and then you switch it up and you have like a turkey sub, it like blows your mind even though it's like the simplest of things. That's the best way I can describe this. It's just like I'm eating a turkey sub now and it's just, it's great. So, Guys, change it up. Eat the turkey sub. Eat the turkey sub. Thank you. Thank you. And now um, word from our, from our favorite warlock, human warlock, human warlock. All right. You got to mix it up. Uh, Danny. Alleged, alleged uh, human. Can, can we, can we please now get a reading from the scriptures of the yellow king? Uh, yes. Uh, what is this? Uh, Carcosa twelve sixty two. For podcasters, is the turkey sub of the D and D. All hail the Yellow King. Praise be his name. Praise be his name. Praise his light. Have you seen the sign? Uh, yeah. I know. I opened up I... my eyes. I saw the sign. <laughs> Oh, but only this is it was like pray and the praise be his name. It's like, have you seen the sign? Can we like throw up like <laughs> crown gang signs? Like, ooh, dang, that's actually pretty good. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I, I, I do this. <laughs> Finger guns and then you cross them. It kind of makes yeah. you proud. We we need uh, yeah, we, like we need we need a we need a picture, like a gang picture of the whole party now doing making the crowns. <laughs> Meanwhile, Fix is back there with the moon. <laughs> Kings and Crescents. King, ooh, I like it. Okay, that's the next arc. I don't care what you're about. The, uh, the Fable of Five had a motorcycle gang. They're called clubs, yeah. not gangs. Yeah. Crescent oh. Kings. Uh, also, what do you mean if? You mean when? When Kings and Crescents. Wait a minute. We don't have our own already. Uh, are there mo- motorcycles in? Uh... Ravenloft? Not in Ravenloft. Not in Ravenloft. And Danny, do you already know the uh, Mage Hand cantrip? No. I mean, I personally know it, but Howard doesn't. Howard can add it to his repertoire. Cool. Okay. And let's see. Actually, can I do it via this? It's going to be a pain in the butt, but let me just pull this up and hope that my computer doesn't say, ah, oh, too much. Is there something specific I have to put it under or just? Um, there's, no way to, there's no way to add it to your character sheet. All right. But you're getting. Just, uh, make a note on the side then. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have it. So if you need to know what it does or the feel behind it, I can always pull it up and let you know. Cool, cool. 
Can you guys do like mage hand high fives every once in a while? I think that'd be cool. Yes. It's like something yeah. the warlocks get to do. We get both of our mage hands to just. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So I'm just going to shoot this over to you via Facebook, Danny. Hey, Jeff, if yes. I like to play card games like Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh! and my son likes to play tabletop games like Warhammer, would Kaimon be a game we would both enjoy? I think you would both love it because it combines elements of both aspects. So it's got elements of tabletop games like Warhammer and card games like Pokemon combined. Correct. Wow. I would love to try to play that game. Well, you can't because <laughs> it's not out yet. But soon. I'm not going to lie. I was low-key kind of hoping Jeff was like, no, there's nothing for you. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh. Yeah, actually, uh, I don't know if you heard me because I think I was breaking up earlier, but if you guys want to message me your address after the show, um, I'll send you the first set of Kaimon. Yeah. Very cool. Got it, Danny? Yeah, I got it. You're welcome. Thank you. Guys, I bought these actual D&D dice. From where? GameStop. Okay. Oh, nice. They're like actually like heavy duty like metal. Oh, yeah. It's like the Wizards of the Coast branded one, right? Yeah. And they got like a dice tray they come with. Oh, nice. That's fun. Very fancy. Muffled sound. Ooh, they're all pretty good. Danny. Yeah. What you're seeing? Uh-huh. I was reading pr- all of that, yeah. Okay. Um that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That's from the Peter Pan, the Peter Pan syndrome stuff that you had going on. Oh, sweet. Okay. Make the connection. Yeah. yeah. That's what's causing that. Gotcha. Okay. Good. I like it. So let me see. We have to. Yeah, I also want. Not right now, but. So, Howard, what's your favorite carnival game to play? Like in real life, like if you were to go to the fair, the Erie County Fair, the New York State Fair, and money wasn't an option or, you know, it was right. no, uh, whatever, what would your favorite game to play? I've always liked the little ring toss things that they have. Like the little ones that go on top of the, like the, the pop bottles, those ones? Yeah. Okay. Those are always yeah. fun. What yeah, about that you? or like trying to toss like the little pinball, or not the pinball, the, uh, the ping pong ball into like the little cups or whatnot, almost like beer pong. Okay. Jeff? I like the uh, one with the like the fishing rod. And then you have to like pick up the different things. Yeah, okay. that's fun too. Okay. 
Tony, what about you? Um, I used to be a fan of that like squirt gun game, but I, I think I got it is the the answer for me. That's not really a carnival game so much as it is like something that I don't know transcends generations. I, people just love that game. It's fun. Yeah. So, uh, Anthony, what about you? Carnival games, probably the uh, you're rolling the ball. Is that what is that? Are you rolling the ball down the uh, classic? You you find all the grandmas and grandpa gra- grandma and grandpas next to the beer tent usually. They give like the that. like the four or five like like rubber balls and you roll them down the chute to try and bounce it almost like vertical pl- uh, horizontal plinko. Oh, okay. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. But all right, guys. So let's uh let's get into this let's get into uh, tonight's session and have some fun with it welcome uh everyone that's been tuning in for this little pre-show chit chat and banter thank you so much but the show must go on and as we pick up i have our players had just entered into the carnival tent with a very quick and powerful charisma check, if I'm not mistaken, retained their weapons for the most part, I believe. No, that's where it was. Mark helped shuffle, uh, Maximus helped with the charisma to kind of swoosh them in unnoticed. And the party uh, snuck in with Howard having spell slots depleted after having a reunion with Jarrell, um, Finks and Howard, and, and actually, let me get let me get this on. Uh, actually, we're gonna break the wall here. I, I want to ask you guys, you three, this specifically. Uh, Mark, Tony, and Danny, Jarrell mm-hmm. came back. Before we jump into this, you. <laughs> Before we get right, jump right back into pick up from the last session. How are you all feeling from this? This was he was like your first big bad, I feel. Uh, I can tell you right now, Howard wants to re-kill him, but he is uh, holding off on that because Jarrell holds some valuable information that Howard needs. Okay. Yeah, for for Finks, Jarrell never, I never got back the stuff he stole. Um, I'm looking for certain like artifacts from Finks's tribe and Jarrell was in possession of at least one of them and I never got it or was able to find it so that's kind of his motivation also I have a dead fish that I think I'm going to make him eat so we'll see what happens uh Maximus is going who uh but if Azoth was here um he'd be pretty pissed off I think I, I think he's got a would have a couple of things to uh say on behalf of his friends had he still been here in the picture. Okay. Okay. Well then. Whoop. Hold on. Well then. Uh, let's get into this because I want to see where it goes. And I've been waiting for this. You all shuffle in through the carnival flaps, the entrance way. The bodies are all bony and uh, the ones that you do have flesh to push up against and like like push and shove your way through. It's very tight and uh, dark. 
Um, all of you make perception checks. Finks with disadvantage just because the sheer amount of body mass, like you're like the little, ch- you're like the kid at their parents' waist. Um, it's all very close and almost like claustrophobic for a moment. Six. Perfect. You see a lot of foot shuffling, feet shuffling around you. Uh, let me grab perception checks from everyone. Nine. Okay. 20. Okay. Uh, dirty 20. Okay. Um, as you're trying to shove your way through and hold on to the weapons that you have and just kind of, kind of like Morgor, uh, not Morgor. Um, Gilrax. Gilrax. You are slinking off to the side. And as you all start to break through and enter this large top tent, big top tent, um, you see in the outskirts there are like wooden bleachers kind of lining where you see patrons start to set up uh, shop on and not set up shop, but like set up and like get, get comfortable and get a good positioning. And, you know, it's kind of like a little more lively in here. A lot of the exterior was dead, but as everyone's walking and entering in, see that there is a, a skeleton walking around and kind of has a, uh, a hat that's taking a collections of coins. You see there's a pile of coins kind of people are kind of placing it as they're grabbing and attending their seat. And he actually walks over near you uh, four because with the, with the 20s, you both have now seeing taking it in with everyone sitting down. Remus is gone and lost. But as the skeleton shuffles near you all, Jarrell quickly is up near your side goes, they're honorary guests. Let them be. They're here to enjoy the show. Very, you know, no vocal cords. He's a skeleton. Keeps walking past you all. Please take a seat. Um, hopefully your friend will join you. It seems that uh, it's a packed crowd tonight. Wasn't expecting such a uh, turnout. But uh, enjoy it, please. You see that there are two large poles in the center of the tent that is easily two hundred feet wide, another hundred fifty foot deep. But the inner circle ring is easily um, has a width of fifty feet by twenty five, and the posts are each um, roughly anywhere between 50 to 75 feet apart. Can't really get a good clock of it. And then, but they're holding the tent up. And from the top of the tent, you see that there's a zip, kind of like a trapeze walking wire. And there is a back, uh, the far back corner of the tent, uh, away from your vision, but off to your peripherals with that Howard and I'll say uh, Gilrax, Ducey. And uh, it looks like to be almost like where they are going to shuffle in the attractions or monsters or elephants or, you know, kind of like where's all the, the, the acts are going to be coming in from. You do see with the 20 also, the crowd here, as I did say, was more lively. You see various fiendish looking creatures, few devils, few mind flares. 
one beholder. Skeletons, some humans, some elves, an orc or two. And it's filling up. What are you doing? We, we're not in like the middle of the tent, are we? Nope. You, you more or less just kind of shuffled and walked in into this. You walked in through the center and it kind of breaks and fans out. So like, do you want to split off to the left or do you want to split off to the left or do you want to split off to the right? Hmm. Where do we miss go? Well, I'm going to drink one of my health potions because uh, I don't want to get to the next guy. Drink a health potion. Yeah. Go for it. Take it. Take it. Um, roll your health points. Actually, I think I might do the same too because I'm halfway. Let's see here. Three. Three? Yep. Go, Rex. Yep. <laughs> is uh is the Jarrell still within like earshot of us or vision like sight of us or no? Make a perception check for him. Twenty-three. You see him out of earshot, probably about fifty feet away, um, walking in the direction of the back tent. Um. I'll look at the, the group and say, he said we were guests, so should we just, like, go with him? <laughs> he does have info I need. We can follow. Just hanging on to Maximus's, like, coat, try not to get lost in the shuffle. Okay. While we're walking and following and whatnot, I'm going to keep an eye out for Remus to see if I spot him anywhere. Okay. Make an investigation check with disadvantage. Okay. Eight. Make a perception check for me. Or what's your passive? Give me that. Uh, passive is 11, I think. Let me go back to that. Uh, pass. Oh no, perception is uh, passive is fourteen. Okay. No, Remus. Uh, as you are looking around to the stands, the uh, kind of the bleachered seating to the right, in the opposite direction of Jarrell, of where he's walking, <clears throat> there is a uh, undeadly gaunt-looking fellow, very pale skin. Um, Kind of like looks sickly. Something's off about him, and he's going potions, fixins, popcorn, peanuts, potions, healing, potions of magi, two gold, two gold Ooh, a potion, oh. a copper a pretzel. Oh, I'm getting silver for peanuts. I'm getting a pretzel. I'm going. I kind of want popcorn too. I'm going to go to. Okay. 
Maximus, do you do you walk over as well? Are you going to continue towards Jarrell? Yeah, I'll slink along with those guys. Okay. I, don't, I don't know Maximus's personality yet. If he's he the kind of guy where uh, he's got a task, is he heading to or is he following? Oh, he's just kind of going with, going with the flow. He's fluid. Yeah. Very fluid. He's got that watery flow. I like got that. the cat does, yeah. Well, don't put nothing on countertops, though. Um, you walk over and the, uh, the stands over are, are starting to fill up near where he's at. And there is this, um, it's a dusty, co- dusty, uh, coat that drop that drapes to the ground. It's tattered, got some mangled holes in it. And you see there's a individual is very skinny. Uh, he's got like one of those uh, slings over his shoulders that droop down. It was like the, you know, like the ballpark the vendor and he's what can i do for you hey uh got some popcorn here you go here you go you want some fresh maggots here you go for those uh those are good those are good on the toppings um that's gonna be uh there'll be two two copper oh thank you so much sir uh miss here's one for your kid as he hands a little uh lollipop looking thing to the kid and it's just um thanks make a perception check sure you're pretty eye level for this how does a 10 do? 10 do. You see this dude hand a arm. It looks to be like almost like a, uh, like a finger bone. Hands it to look at the ear. You go, little sucker. And he uh, had yeah, a little like smack on the, on the face like, here you go. Very rude. And he looks at him and he goes, don't worry. It's on, it's on, on the house, on the big tent. Uh, we enjoy your patronage and uh, we'll, we want you to keep coming back. And as the kid's kind of like, um, eating the eating the the bone, he's just kind of like you see him. He's not even a human. Having a better look at him with the ten, he appears to be a uh, little ba- a baby like half orc. And it looks and you see the mother is a human and sitting next to the next to the mother who's a human that's let's say not dry, like not low class but like middle class below middle class doing okay for herself and sitting next to her is her husband or who you assume to be is the kid's father this huge giant orc just <sighs> smack him harder next time dude, the scrawny dude just whack cracks the kid again from your dad all right popcorn corner you don't need any potions please uh Hey, pal. Hey, hey, down here. Hey, hey, the little tyke. Can you want a sucker too? Yeah, I do. Here you go. Hand you a little. How many pretzels you got? Pretzel, pretzel. We got, we got five pretzels left. All right, uh, give me them. Well, that's gonna be uh five copper from you, sir. All right, give him the five copper. Okay. What thank else you he got? He hands you uh, five large pretzels that are like about the size of your head round um are they barovian pretzels yes they are yes they are funny guy funny guy uh we we got uh you 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 thirsty you look you look a little famished but fella here he gives you hand you a little flask some clear liquid in it you look uh, sickly green. You look sickly green. I mean, people here are, 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 are uh, kind of sickly looking, but you look a little odd and a little funky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But l- listen, I, I, pretzels are good and great, but, you know, kind of heard you got some some better stuff. You, you, you following me? And I kind of, you know, 
flash a little gold. Oh, you want a potion? No, oh, you, you no, think- no, no. The good stuff. Ah, okay. Hold on. Uh, he looks over at you, Howard, and you, Maximus. How old's the kid? Oh, old he's enough, of age, buddy. He's definitely of age. <laughs> Make a persuasion check for me, things. Right. <laughs> I'll let Howard assist with it. Yeah. All right. 18 plus three, 21. <laughs> uh, let's see. Mine is a 23. Not bad. It goes. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, sir. I didn't realize you were uh, so old, you big man. Uh, here you go. He pulls, he uh, pulls out a, a little kind of like to go looking flask. It doesn't look to be made of any nice uh, refined metal, like no pewter, but it's like uh, some like maybe some tin that's kind of like shots, like one and done kind of a shot glass, but it's got a little cap on it. It's it's tiny. Looks probably actually good size in your hands because you're a goblin. You're you're a smaller person for like a halfling. This is like, you know, or like a a gnome. This is like a standard looking size. A little tiny hands that he goes, uh, there you go. Have a good, have a good time. He goes, whispers over to you. Uh, it's only half proof, so kid's not going to be too fucked up. Oh, All right, I'll, toss some, uh, I'll toss him five gold and say, and, and it's uh, health potions for my friends here. Oh, it's so good when the kids are paying for the parents. It's it's, it's a good change of pace here. Yeah, it builds character. And uh, health potions are all around. I see. Uh, he hands you all four health potions. Uh, four potions of healing. As he's like, <clears throat> puts his hand out and is like, <clears throat> <clears throat> do, do you need a drink? <clears throat> I, I, I'm sure you could probably grab one out of your little box of stuff there. Hmm. Yes. Uh, good day to you. Good day to you all. Uh, thank you. I, I probably will get a drink. You see him kind of grab uh, one of the uh, vials from it that he has. It's a a clear-looking liquid. (sighs) Nice water. Got to stay hydrated, especially during our show. It's going to be an exciting night, exciting night here. We've got some great acts for you. You've got some sword swallowers. we got some some giant barrel tossing. We've got a – who else we got in the lineup? Well, we got the – we got got a white tiefling here that's going to do some magic and uh, do some, like, Bang bangs shows. It's gonna be a great time. It's gonna be a great time. And then the pixies don't even get me started. They're, they're gonna fucking blow your mind, little one. You may need to leave the show during that time. I just let it. I'm letting it go. He's insisting that you're a child, and he's he is running with it. I'm like eating the sucker, and like, wait, what? <laughs> um. Yeah. Guys, before I go, I'm gonna take a popcorn. Popcorn? Okay. Yeah. You want maggots on it? No. No? You sure? Just regular it's... popcorn. Howard, get them on the side. I'll eat them. Okay. Uh, maggots on the side. Good choice. Good choice. Yeah. Gets a uh, bag. Scoop. Shuffle some of the popcorn off that's in the scattering in the box. Hands why, it over to you. are digging in there, too. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um. So rumor has it you might have a little uh, something something like a 
something like a cinnamon stick or you know, maybe some, some blue sand or some kind of flakes that imagine your dreams. Ah, return, return customer. You've had some of our uh, fine products. Uh, our ringmaster himself crafted this uh, mixture with some, uh, some magic ingredients that he's been grooming and growing and does some wonders for you. Uh, two platinum pieces, if you don't mind, because it's, uh, it's the high rollers are really the ones that uh, know of this. And uh, it's going to, it's, it's fetching a pretty hefty price right now. I'm going to, I'm going to turn my back and then cast uh, disguise self to look like Jarrell. And then I'm going to turn back around and tell him that this one's on the house. Okay. Um, I'll say, Danny, make a deception check to distract him. Okay. And then I want a sleight of hand check. Uh, no, no. Uh, we're going to say, I'm going to say a quick stealth check from you, Maximus, to see how, okay. how quickly and kind of how stealthily you can like pull this off and maneuver it and throw a persuasion check at me with advantage. All right. So we got a dirty 20 for stealth. Sweet. Nice. And then what did you say? I need uh, a uh, persuasion check with advantage. And Danny, what was your deception check for him? Uh, deception is 26. Beautiful. So as you're keeping his, yeah, so the mag is, man, I, I prefer to sprinkle and smash it in. But uh, I mean, be honest, you, you, don't, don't eat. If you're, gonna, if you're just going to drink this, uh, don't eat the maggots. I'll be honest. Don't, even, don't eat the popcorn too. You want an empty stomach with this shit. You want it I to hate. hit you. You want it to hit you. Duly hmm. noted. Um, and a 19. And perfect. And as he's talking, he turns around and he's like, oh, hey, Jarell, a boss. I, uh, we return customers. Uh, they ask him for the, 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 the new potion you were whipping up. Uh, I thought you said only a few people only knew about it, but apparently, uh, apparently uh, these folks, uh, they, they know you and they said. Uh, these are established guests. Everything they need is on the house. Well, they already pay for some stuff. Should I give the money back? Give the money back. Really? And whatever else they want, it's on me. We're giving the money back. Give the money back. Keep it as a tip. Ah, <clears throat> his hand is like, thank you, thank you, little tyke. Kind of little pat on the head. Ah, ah. Uh, well, I mean. Uh, Sure. I mean, if you, if you say so, and they're, they're, they're friends of yours and they're guests, so why, why not? Uh, why not? Uh, oh man, I can't wait for the show. Can't wait for the show. You're going to really enjoy the pixie show with this stuff. You're going to really enjoy it. Uh, he pulls out a bulbous, very mystical, like potion bottle with a big, like, uh, almost like a, um, almost like a gourd type, uh, shape okay. kind of yep. hooks around. It's got a stopper in it. And it is this swirly blue-looking liquid that is similar to the blue powder dust uh, that you've had from the, like the with the dream flakes, and you kind of almost see it almost looks like the dream flakes are in this liquid that are shimmering. But uh, potion he hands you, and you are unaware of what the potion does. Awesome! I will save this for later. I'm going to look around, make sure everybody. Okay, good. Okay. Well, uh, I'm going to keep going to sell because I need to make up 
five gold pieces now and the two platinum you just took away from my tips. Um, thanks, boss. I'm going to go make some more money for us. He was walking off. Well, that worked out pretty well. Shall we have a seat? I believe so. We still see, we see where the, I was going to say, do we see where the real Jorel is? Mm, at this point, he is not in any visual line of sight for any of you. Okay. If you want to make a check and look around, you can, but at first glance, you enough time has gone by that. Perhaps I'll, uh, gone. I'll drop the disguise too, by the way. I'll go back to looking like my feline self. There's a Ladies and ghouls, please take a seat. The show will begin in just a moment. All right, hurry up, hurry up. Let's are there go. seats for us to sit? Uh, there are three seats on the uh, second bench row for you all. Um, in between, it looks to be a, uh, a pale-looking fellow that is uh, drinking from a red goblet. And very black, drooped hair, very pale face, fingernails a little extra long. Why, hello. Please, seat next to us. It's a a great honor to have a uh, tabaxi in our presence. You know, honey, they say they have nine lives. As he talks to a woman next next to him, he's like, yes, I know. Very stoic, zombie-like response. And then you see there's enough, there's enough space uh, next to this individual. And on the other side of this gap is a hill giant that's just... Is there going to be enough room here if uh, when Gorax gets back from the bathroom? Yeah. Okay. Maybe not. Maybe. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to pick up Thanks and sit him on my shoulder so he can like see above everybody in front of us. Yeah, strength check from Howard, please. Yep. <laughs> uh nice. 11. Takes a little bit, but it's kind of like uh when you go to pick up the kid at the party and you're like, "Look at how big you are." You're like, "Oh, ooh, a little heavier than I thought they were." And you're like, mm. "Takes a moment." The hill giant next to you sees the struggle and is like <laughs> picks up things and just Flops him down on you. Dang, Finks, you need to lay off the pretzels. I was going to give you one, but I don't know. <laughs> as soon as the like- show starts, I'm going to like slowly dangle one down tower. <laughs> <laughs> um, with that, I'll say the lights and the lighting in the tent starts to dim and drop out. More uh, Gilrax. Uh, still has yet to show back up, but that's all right. You're all very familiar with having party members. Uh, not always stay together with you at the, at the right at the right moments, but you all assume he'll be back sooner or later, and you're ready to enjoy the show. There begins to be a eerie mist start creeping in from underneath. The tent from behind you all, 
as the music begins picking up this there's the sounds of guillotines being there's a very distinct like you start looking around and as you hear these noises you look up at the top and there are images of just guillotines lobbing lopping off heads uh, to, across the top of the tent. And as the mist begins to kind of pool up in around the edges and under the boards, it, the whole floor begins almost covered in this dry ice-like billowing mist. And the lighting colors of like, uh, that are on the, that are from like behind the tent start to shift and turn from this uh, dimmed yellowed uh, light to this dark red. And as the shadows start to shift and change from these guillotine masses there are burning fires in the smoke and shadows it looks to appear to be and there are comical looking devils <laughs> poking people and there's still this dead uh circus track that's rolling behind it and you hear ladies and gentlemen come one come all for the greatest second greatest for being honest circus of them all it is i your ringmaster and faithful host, Jarrell, who most of you all hate the most. We have a great show for you tonight. And without a fright, we'll see how this rhyming does with the ill timing. Some of the acts have been sick, but don't you think we haven't thought quick? Because I've scraggled up a few, and we're going to see what they can do. I lean over to the hill giant. This is like the worst act ever. With that, make roll a d20 for a whisper check. (laughs) Nine. Nine? Okay. Uh... You feel like you say it pretty, pretty quietly, but the hill giant goes, like very loudly in your, in your face. And with that, Jarrell uh, is kind of turning around to the other side and he quickly spins around and pulls from his waist a uh, sword that as he rips it out. It looks like a red hot iron poker in your direction. He goes, please, no talking till after I've left. Please get better at your act. Make a charisma check. 19. There's a few small chuckles from the crowd. <laughs> uh, you, get a, you get a small little bit of a collapse. There's a woo-woo from the other side. And he goes, well, I guess that's my sign to go. But now, on to the show. He goes walking off, swirling the sword in the air. He walks off. There is a uh, banner that there's a light that kind of was shooting down at him. I didn't describe. There's like like the pinpoint lights that were flooding down on him. Kind of pan up and look up to the ceiling now. And it is Barbados... The Magnificent Swordsman. As a half-orc comes stumbling out, 
of the back tented area. You see he is clad with some ornate-looking armor. A red sash droops uh, across his chest. And he pulls out a sword from his side. And you see as he does, it does uh, it has this almost like water kind of splash as it pulls out of the sheath. And he begins to kind of throw it up in the air, catches it. Grabs another one out from his chat from the slash. And he starts juggling them. Um, you see, he's a half orc, green skin, and he begins juggling them in place, starts walking forward, juggling them, walking back, starts to do almost a, a bit of a dance, kind of like with his legs to show off that he doesn't have to be stagnant. Then he begins to get a little more fancier, and with each time he's launching a sword he begins to angle it at a greater distance and kind of jogging up and catching it turning around spinning it throwing it back up jogging up and catching it then he grabs one of the swords as it comes down and lobs it across the way 20 30 feet away and as he steps you see him vanish expeditious retreat appears on the back side and grabs it does it again That goes on for 10 minutes or so, progressing up to him running backwards and doing backflips, chucking the swords. And he finishes off with a a double backflip, hands up with the swords, puts them both in the sheaths, does a low bow, and walks off. The uh, individual to your all of your left, the one that was drinking the red wine, goes, we've seen this act before. The uh, swordsmen, they come and go. The last one swallowed their swords, and he wasn't that good, and we saw him die on, uh, on the floor. A little bit more funnier than the last act, but I'll take this instead. What you guys doing? Clapping. Just clapping. Just, small. <laughs> just me. Just, just thanks. And as you start clapping, you notice everyone else in the stands <laughs> begin clapping too. There's a... <laughs> clapping uh, moves over to the other side. Make perception checks. Eleven. Thirteen. Break. Okay. Thirteen. As Barbados was walking away, two things. First, you see there is a hand that he kind of like goes to like wave up and walk off with. And as he does, you catch his wrist gauntlet that are black. Um, metal bands and it looks like he had both of he had them on both of his wrists and they almost look like they were uh, almost like shackled like shackled like gauntlets like um, cuffs 
And as he's walking off, you do notice that there is a smoke uh, coming from his direction specifically as his back is turned to you. Okay. I'll kind of point that out to the, the two party members that he's wearing, the, the shackles. Um, and I kind of want to, the, the person to our, not the hill giant, the one with the wine, just kind of point out and say, hey, um, the one who ate the sword, was he killing himself on purpose? Was he trying to escape? What happened? Well, he was supposed to be known as the greatest in the world and the travelers. So, you don't know, the, uh, the, circus, the circus went out and nah, paid for his services to come and perform for us all. And he did fairly fine for the first week or so. Uh, he, he leans and he goes, I've got the in pretty well with the managers here and they go, they pay pretty top dollar for their acts. Various creatures and monsters and performers. But I mean, I didn't think he'd be killing himself. Maybe. It just seems like a mistake a master wouldn't make. Everyone makes mistakes. Even I have. Right? And his wife just kind of, no, no mistakes ever. I can think of one. Really? You sat next to us. <laughs> and I'll give her some, <laughs> some maggots. I'll offer some. <laughs> Thank you. Very monotone, very just zombie-like responding. <clears throat> Does she look like a zombie? Make a perception check. Make an insight check. Insight check. Uh, eight. Doesn't look like a zombie. She looks, looks like a human has uh, mm. blonde hair, almost dead, like at the tips, uh, is well-kept and maintained, has a dress on, uh, standard black dress, nothing fancy about it other than some like scarlet uh, ribboning around the cuffs, around the, uh, the collar. And her husband, very standard traveler's looking cloak, um, White button down, a little bit of uh, poofy, for, uh, piratey looking shirt. Um, the frills, the pirate shirt, that's all I like to think of. But um, a little bit of like that uh, frills in here, but you know, something off about her. Uh, make a arcana check, I'll say. 15. As you're just looking at her, like something's off, it clicks, but you're not for sure told exactly yet. But this dude, his teeth are a little elongated. And you notice that this wine he's drinking is very thick, very viscous. Yeah. And then you're looking over at his wife and you notice these puncture wounds on her neck. And it's like, oh, okay. I'll look at him and say, 
a Maximus. What did you say your name was? I didn't. Say long, long, long name that I prefer not to utter out loud. Call me Sal. Did you say Sal? Sal. 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 You from around here, Sal? Yes and no. I vacation here sometimes. The uh, carnival has uh, been to my home in the Shadowfell a few times. But Barovia's a nice change of pace. From where I from where I'm from, my kind's not so uh, used to getaways, but it's nice here. We enjoy it, don't we? Yes, honey. Yes, we do. Oh, well, I mean, she seems like she's enjoying it, so that's that's good. Exactly. It's all for her. It's always for her. But I'm an uh, investor of sorts. When someone pro- procures an uh, interesting idea and it comes upon my radar, if it's worth it, I've always have enough coin. Well, then I feel like you're the right person I met. You see, there is this idea that's been going around and it's actually been put into use. I'm trying to figure it out, and maybe you can help me. Really? How so? Well, um, it begins with a dagger and stealing powers from people. Shh, 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 Honey, honey, honey. The show. As the wife kind of breaks through for a moment, as her eyes light up, and you see the next person come walking, and he goes, we'll pick this up after the act. Just completely just like, ignores you at the moment it's like I like this one it's always it's always interesting to see those with eye with accuracy especially especially a tiefling in work and you see him kind of get kind of giddyish and almost like a, a child that wants something and he's watching as you all see now a, a white tiefling walking out from the back corner now and the uh, lights peer down at him and they pan up to the top again to kind of portray the uh the act and it is holly hudson the gunsling and wonder and there is uh this tiefling thin has a trimmed looking uh, vest with a white rolled up cuffed. You can see his uh, forearms and in them are two revolvers just kind of spinning them around cowboy style. He's got a uh, nice black kind of slacks. He's got a bit of a uh, thinned mustache, little goatee. His horns curl up, not long, but just kind of up into here to like kind of bent. 
and he goes, Paul, as he shouts off to behind, and you actually uh, see Barbados launch an Eldritch Blast up to the air. And as he does, uh, make all of you make perception checks on this one, actually. 16. Okay. 21. 18. Okay. okay. You see light with lightning fl- uh, fast reflexes. Uh, Holly goes pa 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 with one of his with one of the revolvers, and you see four uh, three bright lights <laughs> crash into the Eldritch Blast, and it actually like almost makes contact and deflects the magical blast itself. Now you can do better than that, right? Pull again. You see uh, Barbados shoot from the back. And you're familiar with Eldritch Blast, so multiple blasts go curling off. This time, they all veer off in different directions. And uh, Holly uh, grabs his other uh, pulls and starts spinning the other hand. Pops them all. And this time, as he does, they kind of go. And a little firework firework. And Sahel goes, ah, how does he fucking do it? That's a talent. That is a talent there. Uh, I'm sure it's not that hard, Sal. He just practices a lot. I could do the same thing with an Eldritch Blast. No, you couldn't. Please. He's shooting the blast out of the air, and he's creating something new from it. That's magic. (laughs) <laughs> so I'll I'll look over at Howard <laughs> and I'll laugh and I'll go I'll just blast and I'll shoot out some mites I'll do my mite spray <laughs> out in the air in front of Howard I'm gonna Eldritch blast it <laughs> where are you out are you gonna legit shoot out an Eldritch blast yeah yeah I'm gonna throw out my mites I'll do the uh, infestation cantrip that I have that just throws out the mites or whatever, fleas, bugs in the air, because I like to make fun of Howard and his Eldritch Blasts. Mm-hmm. I'll go, Eldritch Blast! <clears throat> and I'm going to mimic, uh, who's it, Bar- no, not Barbados. Barbados. The other guy. The other one that with the little pistols with the fingers, and I'm going to shoot Eldritch Blasts with my fingers. Also going to roll off of the Howard's shoulders as to not get in the way. Make a dexterity saving throw, Finks. And so Howard as well. Six. Okay. Uh, not bad. Twenty-one. Okay. Saving throw, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. I'll fall on the ground. That's fine. First one was a twenty-one, and that one is at Fink's. The second one is a 18, and that one's at Howard. How many Eldritch Blasts do you shoot out? Just two. Just a two? Mm-hmm. What level do you get three back? Uh, it's not until ninth, I think. Hold on, let me double check that. 
or 10. So. I think it might be 10. Okay. Okay. So it is just the two right now. No problem. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So as you kind of shoot these two little Eldritch blasts in the, in the air, there is a. You just both kidding. Can... Uh, 11th, you get three. That's Go on. All good. Mm-hmm. As you shoot them off to be funny, Maximus, you see uh, Holly just kind of spin and look over in your direction. And now you can see this beating red eyes. And you see these pistols shoot right at your direction. From her? From the uh, from the white tiefling. Ah. The one with the pistols. Okay. Yeah, from the center as he's aiming right at where the Eldritch Blast kind of spurred up in front of how uh, in front of Howard to kind of hit the mites. And oh, so he's trying to hit the Eldritch Blasts that were oh, hitting. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. He's shooting the Eldritch Blast that Howard just launched off in front, and he was just right on top of it. It's like a three-for-one special. Yeah. Uh, Howard, make an Arcana check. Okay. No, okay. straight intelligence, I'll say. Oh, okay. Hold straight on. intelligence. Straight intelligence. Actually, lie. I'll give you Arcana on this one. This one, I can let it be Arcana. All right. A lot better than uh, 14. 14. So first off, what you guys do take is, let me roll a d10. Okay. Good, good. Finks, you take 14 points of piercing 14? damage. 14 points. Oh. Shoot. Howard, you take nine points of piercing damage. But not okay. before seeing these little bullets like metal capsules come right at your Eldritch Blast in your face. And as they do, they explode with this little shrap metal looking effect. <clears throat> and as it does, you see the bullets almost go suck the, suck the Eldritch Blast into it and go and spit it back out. Interesting. You almost see like it's siphoned into the bullet and then reprojected and shifted or changed in its own way. So when that happens, I'm going to cast Minor Illusion to make it look like an even bigger firework spectacle because we're obviously trying to show off for our friends next to us Mm -hmm. because they were so amazed at how well it looked and I wanted to make it look super cool. So I'll do Minor Illusion for like a bigger firework effect once that happens. Okay. There's a huge uh, firework and as it explodes into this dazzler uh, looking firework in front of you all, there's a like an expl- uh, a, uh, a booming, almost like a thunder wave-ish boom at this moment and no damage from it, but just crackles right in front of you. You don't realize that with each pop-up in the uh, sky as these little fireworks works popping and exploding, they were more self-contained, but now being up next to you, is a little loud, you know, like taking a, a gunshot in you know, the face. And as it does, it begins to kind of grow and magnify to a larger uh, explosion. And Maximus, you feel like you should have only grew it by about a couple feet, but you notice the explosion then extends beyond your magic almost as if someone is aiding you to make it go. And encapsulate your whole little section of seating. And there's a ah, ah. 
there's a cheering coming from it. And again, the tiefling begins to just kind of doing some show-offs. Um, Jarell comes walking out, goes, Ah, Holly Hudson, the wonder from Doranel. We picked him up on a nice little tropical stay. He said he wouldn't mind if he gave his soul away. Crickets. No one's laughing. Kind of looks a little disappointed. Can't win them all. Well, we're going to see how fast he really is because apparently there's someone else that would like to contest with him. And you see there is a uh, human that kind of stands up and walks up behind where Jarrell was uh, standing, stepping up from behind the post as if he was like waiting for his moment. He's uh, very gaudy looking, very uh, showmanship, like has two pistols. He's ha, pointing them up, pointing them up. Uh, think Job uh, at the magic show from Arrested Development, where he's very just <laughs> flashy, full, pulls down the gun, does a little stretching like. Walks up in front of uh, Holly's. What you got? What you got? Don't throw away a shot. I'm going to get you. Don't worry. I'm faster. Holly just looks over at Jarrell and goes, Really? Really? Jarrell walks up and just kind of does one of those, like, grabs his wrist and pulls him in close and goes, He goes, Shrugs and almost in like an agreement. Howard, Arcana Jack. Mm-hmm. Uh, 13. You see that there's a slight glow on his forearm from like kind of where they grabbed, like kind of like do like the pulled them in. And where he, uh, where Jarrell lets go from his wrist, there is shackles on this one as well is black looking bands. And you see that there begins to be like those little scripture rune-like scrawlings from afar that begin to kind of just glow up. How far away is he from me? 50 feet or so. Okay. Do I want to... They walk up to the center, the very uh, middle of the tent. bow, turn around. They start walking backwards. And as uh, Holly uh, Holly begins walking, you see he has looking over his shoulder just ever so slightly. And as the uh, opponent, the full of himself, begins going, really, really, please, we're going to do the whole walk. And he pulls the gun to kind of just Take shame, uh, take a shot at him all dirty, like before he can even pull his hand to uh, pull the raise his hand to pull the trigger. You see, there's a as he drops down, and there's a scream that rips that rips from his body as you see this shadowy looking figure raise up and go and kind of. Fly and rocket towards where Holiday, uh, Holly is. 
it kind of like recoils this shadow looking figure into his, like his palm and kind of just shakes it off as if like his hand is cold. So you see him uh, as he as he had done so, he had actually uh, pulled a shot from underneath his arm as he was walking away, always prepared. So wow, it's, it's always a uh, it's always a wonder to see a uh, explosions, but they shoot off, and a dirty shoot off at that. Ah, these gunslingers are all full of honor, only 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 at one thing, but. Uh, that was a sight. And yes, a indeed. Little shooting gets off for a little bit more, more tricks, more uh, Eldritch blast shot into the air. <laughs> more explosions. Begins to die down. It goes walking off. Um, it appears to be like an intermission of sorts as it has a, a lulled time. The music kind of picks up again, a little more like waiting room. And now you see there's a patch of like goblins of all like zombie goblins that come out and they're like the clowns. You would say they're all dressed up all goofy and funky with bones and uh, weirdly shaped looking uh, helmets and hats. And one of them has a, uh, what as it walks by, you see it has a human nose on top of his nose rather than like a red, like, like, like clown nose. And they all trip over each other and they're trying to like put on an act and show as one is trying to do a, um, a human, ch- uh, like a, like a ladder effect where he's trying to like instruct them to all like stack on top of each other to kind of climb up. And he wants to uh, hand a flower over to the giant that's sitting next to you as they're all like kind of stacking up on top of themselves in front of you. And as they do, the giant just kind of poof, smashes them all. They fall about, they all fall back. Human um, centipede. <laughs> uh. The one in the middle that falls down, you see as they all get up and start walking off and going to the other side, it doesn't move. It's just laying there. Pool of red is forming on the ground. Uh, another, you see as the uh, crowd walks over, the uh, group of goblins goes walking over to the other crowd to do another uh, joke of sorts. There's an orc that comes walking out with a giant pan and broom just sweeping up the goblin body and just kind of dragging them off to the side. So I look over at Finks just to see if I see like a facial reaction to any of that. Oh, he thinks this is the best part of the show. Okay. <laughs> and he's good. Uh, while, while the humor and the antics are, are ensuing, uh, Sale goes, so you had an idea you were saying. Yes. Um, and actually, I'm more curious about that gun, actually. But yeah, uh, I want to learn how to steal people's powers. You see a very strong tone shift. Be like, well, this just became more interesting. Let us please talk about this. Yes, let's talk. So how do you do it? I, th- that would be an interesting topic to research. Do you have any, uh, anywhere to begin with it? Mm-hmm. I, I've never come across any magic of sorts, and I'm not the Sorry. biggest arcane practitioner. Reach in my coat and pull out the dagger. That's a very fine made dagger. I like it. Uh, yes. Well, how well crafted. It's, well, it's, it's a platinum blade, it looks like. Yeah. Um, I need to figure out how this thing works. Uh, if, if you cut people with this, it can steal their powers if they're magically inclined. Huh. Interesting. 
Mm-hmm. But every time I cut somebody with it, it just kills them. Usually that's what's happening. I feel like you're doing a good job with the dagger, regardless if you're killing people yeah. with it. I, uh, I mean, I dabble a little bit. Do you mind if I see this? Takes it. Pulls out. He goes, honey, do you have my book? Uh, yes, master. I said, don't call me that here. It's it's just it's just yes, Sal. It's, yes. Uh, she pulls out a a little bit of a, like a like a leather bound book. He just kind of starts. Only in occasions do I do I do any magic, especially in public. He's reading from it. I'm just curious. Do you always bring that leather bound book with you everywhere? That just oh, I don't. I don't know where. I don't. She carries it. She oh. she brings it. Always, you always have a. Have, I say I'm not. I'm not a big dabbler of arcane practicing, but uh, I, I'm not against trying. And it's simple enough. I'm curious. And you actually see him begin to cast uh, identify on this. Okay. Straight up, he's like, "Huh." Looks. He goes, "Don't move." And he begins casting almost like a arcane sigils and like a spell at you directly. Want to see where this goes? Damn it. Yeah, Howard's going to let it happen. Okay. I need you to make a wisdom. I'm kidding. Uh, what is your alignment? Uh, chaotic neutral. Uh, so, see, uh, so appears to see. Uh, well, how do I put this, frankly? Uh, you're not evil enough for this dagger. Really? Really. And you may have to do uh, some more studying, specifically in the uh, traditional arcane arts. If you, if you want to be able to use these, specifically a wizard class. Ah. So it's study as a wizard or become evil or more evil, should I say? It's, it's more like do both. Do both. Oh. Do both. So basically, you now know. I've been waiting for someone to cast identify on it for you. Nobody has identify. I know. I know. <laughs> Finally, you have to have the moment to do so. Um, what, what you are told about this is roughly this is attunement to a wizard class only, and you do have to be an evil alignment. Okay. Interesting. I dangled the candy for the Howard guys. We're going to see where this goes. Well, I thank you as I take the uh, the dagger back. Uh... Of course. As you go to take it, he's there's a, a moment of like, you know, he like kind of like gives in. He's like, ah, this is it's a fine dagger you have, nonetheless. Thank you. I'm curious yeah. about that gun too. Oh, that's I want to go back there. 
That's bad. That's hey, very so, interesting. So you uh you know a lot of people in this thing, right? You you're you have it in, as you said. Do you oh, yeah. think you can uh me, hook me, me, up Jarell, with Holly? me and Jarell go way back. I don't care about Jarell. Can you hook me up with Holly? I mean hell, I I can't even get close to Holly. He's He's one of the bigger, bigger stars here. They, they keep him off to the side and they don't let most of us talk to him, especially my kind. Yeah. Kind of like uh, hushed to like underbreath it. Like, <clears throat> oh, you mean tips. a vampire? Yes, yes. Oh, okay. Thank you for pointing that out. Yeah, I kind of figured with the little tea thingy going on. Yes, yes, yes. I was trying to be subtle about it. And your lovely mist. Super self. I'm I'm self conscious. I'm a self conscious vampire. Well, it's not that subtle when your mistress next to you has two holes stuck in her neck. So I am sorry. I'm sorry. This is how we this is how we feed and this is how we turn people. Okay. If you have the ability to. Can I whisper to that hill giant? Hey, Drew, that guy's a vampire? Make a charisma check for it's charisma. Well, well do you speak is... do you speak hill do you speak giant? Uh honestly, I don't know. I, I had like the blessing from Jarrell's uh, patron at one point, but I don't know if that works still. Because we never did that quest. <laughs> but I would be in common anyway, but 18. Oh, <laughs> little boy, <laughs> telling lies. While while this, yeah. while this is going on, I would like to like slink down to find Ali. Holly, uh, the gunslinger dude, right? That's who Holly wants. Is it Holly? H like H A L I. Holly, short for holiday. Oh yeah, then. Yeah, I've got a very, very specific inspiration for him. All right, yeah, I want to go find uh, Holly. Like, slink down to like you know, like intermission. You know, maybe you can like go like high five the the team as they're walking through or whatever. Huge okay. Fan. Not not the time yet. Then I'd say because as they're as uh, you're all discussing this and thinking about it. There's a, and now, voice booming from around all of you, our fabulous Pixie Sisters. If you're vulnerable to strobe lighting, please enjoy the show. If you have if you if, if you if you have epilepsy at this point in the in the circus, you're about to have a we'll figure this one out. Characters have that. Um, I, mean, I guess you, you know what? I'm that. I'm actually gonna take that seriously and I'm just gonna kinda like since I'm small, kinda like sit down and just kind of be out of direct eyeline of this. I don't I don't know why, I just don't want to watch it. Okay. It's gonna and, lean over to Sal too. Like these are the pixie chicks, right? I feel they're pretty good. I heard they made a political statement. <laughs> They lost all their fans. <laughs> I wish I would have thought of that first. We are on fire tonight, gentlemen. Yes. Very nice. Um, yeah. Why don't I just let you guys DM now? 
<laughs> that, what do you want me to run? You throw me some ideas. <clears throat> I'll take it down. Yeah. Let's see, you guys. We're, we're gonna we're gonna create the campaign as we as we play. Anyway, um, and with that, you see these uh, two fairied looking like pixie uh, women come coming out from actually the entrance where you all walk in. And as they do, there is a wave of just pixie dust that begins to loft its way throughout the crowd. I need everyone to make constitution saving throws. 11. 16. Uh, that's a frick. That's a one. Okay. So, Finks, you kind of keep it out of sight and see this weird sparkly looking dust floating through. You kind of quickly kind of like put your one of your uh, cloths up and kind of <clears throat> start like kind of like hold on to like your breath and not breathe as heavily. And the majority of the crowd not being really adventurers, just take it in. And you, Howard and Maximus just start like kind of almost in awe and are mesmerized by these beautiful uh, fairy-like creatures that are flying by. And they're roughly about two feet tall that are just swirling around the crowd, around the circular of the tent. As they do, their pixie dust begins uh, spreading amongst the entire tent and it begins forming into larger, more almost like construct-like shapes. And the dust starts uh, coalescing in like specific concentrated pockets of the air to form almost like larger than life illusions of themselves as the the dust themselves are like a larger like project projection and they're in the very center of the air kind of swirling around and dancing and as they're dancing there is this like soothing and sultry music that's just kind of like like emanating in and you are all wondered and dazed you have disadvantage mm-hmm. on concentration checks for the next hour you too thanks are you going to try and look at the show at all no I, I don't like bright lights don't like bright lights got it and as they're dancing, there are little mystical globes that are drift globes that you see kind of float up and around and they're pocketing and they're kind of popping and flashing different areas behind the constructs uh, in front of it, swirling around the giant 30 foot tall pixie uh, dust creatures that are kind of dancing and they're dancing. It's not bad. And there's a lot of woos and ahs and you hear a few people snoring and falling asleep. Finks and Maximus. Maximus, dexterity save with disadvantage. Finks, I need a dexterity save. Is there's a... Oh, oh no. Pretty. 11. 11 as well. As he begins to kind of yeah, stand side, up and the, oh, the hell giants pretty as he kind of stumble, kind of like 
stumbles forward off of the step, begins to sway and fall into your direction, Maximus. And you both, thinks you and him, look up at it and just quickly just push him off in the other direction. And you see him go face down on the ground. And thinks you hear this loud snoring of the hill giant as he's passed out. Um, Maximus, as it the hill giant drops, your attention's quickly brought right back to the dancing pixie show. Can I see if the hill giant is carrying anything interesting? <laughs> make a, uh, make an, an perception with disadvantage. Yeah. Are you just kind of glancing over from a from a, from the side? Uh, I'm being pretty blatant. Um, I rolled 19 and a 20, so I'll take the 19. Uh, okay. 22. Well, 22. With disadvantage, you, yeah. With disadvantage. You see he has a large femur-looking bone uh, attached to the side hip on his right that uh, was opposite of you. Um, his He's not wearing any top at all. He just has, like, a garb and, like, robes wrapped around, like, his, uh, like, sh- like cargo short style. And you see there is a big... For him, it's a standard size, but there is, it's about, it's about the size of a goblin itself. Um, looking flask of sorts uh, slung around him to his, uh, that's like on his back. And you see that there is a big pouch that is uh, cinched to his uh, left pocket, like looped on his uh, chain. I'm going to cut the bottom of the pouch when I have some time to just kind of see what's inside. Are you waiting until after the show to attempt this? Or are you doing no, this? No, I want to do it during the, the show. While... Dur- like during this moment oh, yeah. or like oh. next? Okay, yeah. No, while, stealth... while the, the lights Pixies? and the distractions are okay. going on, yeah. Yeah, um, make a stealth check with advantage. Okay. Twenty-three. Okay. What are you cutting it with, by the my, way? My knife. Oh. City and dagger, blade. yeah, nice. Uh, as you crawl up over to it, grab the dagger, you quickly cut this leather pouch, <clears throat> hack it through it, and you haven't stolen anything with this dagger. Like, you're like, this is the first time you're thieving with it, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Good for you. Um, kind of cutting it through as you kind of break through the final, uh tear enough for your hand to kind of stick in there you stick it in and you feel a bunch of uh coins that are all your size as well as you feel a few uh longer sharp pointy pointy feeling shapes maybe like a giant's toothpick who knows a few of them feel metal there are uh there is a um a leather book, it feels. Anything specific you're trying to grab that you're that you're feeling for? Valuables. Valuables. Yeah. Feels like a bunch of coins. Maybe feels like a dagger hang, handle. Feeling you feel like a book. Um, there's some like sharp stones. Maybe I don't know. Your hands I'll, I'll in start, the, Honestly, I'm just gonna start pulling stuff out. Start let's, pulling let's, stuff let's, out. Let's, let's prioritize the book and the, the sharp the sharp things. Sharp things. You pull the book out. Um, It is a musty, moldy-looking and smelly uh, tome 
that uh, you can't see what it says on the cover. And it looks to be kind of like wax sealed shut around the binding itself, like around like the pages, cool. almost like it, this hasn't been cracked open in quite some time. And it is for you, it is about the size of an actual like tome, like Howard or like, like this, uh, this is a standard humanoid tome, okay. let's say size, because it's bigger, um, thick, one of those like Harry Potter, uh, Goblet of Fire books. Okay. Um, leather bound, has a buckler strapped and clamp, clamped across it. Um, in the, in the slight, maybe black leather, dark stained, brown, you don't know. And uh, pointy things you pull out. The first one you pull out is a, uh, you begin to pull it, and it's actually like a full-on, like, cutlass. Hmm. Does it seem just... well made, or are these garbage? Make an insight check? No. Um... Sure, make an insight check. Insight. Uh, 22. It's pretty finely made cutlass. Okay. Um, as you're looking at it, you see the tip of it is a little bent and um, chipped, and it has a few pieces of like meat or like tangled muscle. Eating with it. Okay. Like I'm gonna put it back picks. in. He's been too picking that. with that. Um, actually, I'm just gonna give a quick detect magic on the inside of the pouch. Just kind of like look in, detect magic, see what glows, grab if anything. And then I'm going to cast mending and seal it shut. That's my that's my game plan. So I don't know how many rounds that's going to take if something's going to happen during the show. Are you that's casting? It's it. Are you casting it or are you ritual casting? Cast, it? Cast. You're, going to, you're just going to burn cast, it. Yeah. Um, hard cast. I like that. Uh, um, control shift this. Not hotkey it. Um, Caps lock. Don't don't do that sticky fingers though. Yeah, no, you're no no stuck fingers. with that. Stuck with that. Sticky keys, uh, sticky keys. You see, uh, as you cast magic, there is a uh, outlined shape of a goat's head, like an actual like goat fur, like goat, the horns, like little horns. That's kind of like I don't want to say hacked off at the neck, but like the neck was like ripped off, more of like. And like magical goat head, magical goat head. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely getting that. And uh, grab it. Yeah, that's coming with me. This is Barovia written all over it. Um, cool. I'll take the magic goat head, and I will. Uh, if that's all that's in there, it's magic. I'm gonna seal the thing shut, and I will hide the goat head. Where are you hiding giant. the goat head? Under my like coats. <laughs> okay, so the goat head, I will say, is like a two-handed object for you. Oh, okay. Can you? Uh, no. Yeah. Can this I is, like wear it like a backpack and throw my cloak over it? How are you how are you wearing it like a backpack? I don't know. I stick a hand oh, I don't know. There is there is nothing on the on that goat head to be like slung over. The horns? Horns like oh God. Right, you know what? I'm gonna I'm one thing at a time here. Let me let me seal the bag shot and I'm gonna think about this while the show's going on. I'll <laughs> try to find a way to hide it. <laughs> okay. Um all right, we'll figure this one out. Uh, table. Oh, you know what I can do? I can just wrap it in like my like knapsack or whatever I got. Bedroll. Sure, I'm carrying one of those around. Sure. Just make it lumpy. 
He won't Char- notice. He's the, the hell giant. Do you want him to notice though? Do you want to risk that? We'll see. Um, and we'll say uh, the acts begin to progress from the pixies begin uh, uh, stop dancing. And as they begin to stop dancing, Howard and Maximus, your attention is broke. And you can kind of like, oh, wow, acknowledge that. And the acts shift from goblins and orcs bringing out tigers and dire wolves and dire bears. And one of them appears to be a bipedal werebear, lycanthrope style, that is, uh, they're telling it to like stand and uh, dance on a, a giant ball that's kind of rolling around on it. They are cracking whips at it and um, make reception checks, all of you, from the animals coming out, uh, from the lines that they have coming out that are, they're cracking them up and having them jump through hoops of fire. And Jarell at this point is coming out and is the one cracking a whip at the lion as it is leaping through a hoop of fire that as he grabs it, pff, lights up in flame, this giant metal hoop. 17. Uh, 17. From uh, Howard walking off, or not Howard, from Jarell walking off with the animals to there being a show of giants, of feats of strength as one of each giant comes out. All of them, you do see, have this uh, neck shackle around them. And they're all doing a, uh, a competing arm wrestling contest, starting with the hill giant to the fire giant. Fire giant to the stone giant, stone giant to the frost giant, frost giant to the uh, cloud giant, all just <laughs> finally with the cloud giant reigning in with the, uh, sorry, with the cloud giant to is it storm, storm giant next? Storm giant. I think storm's the top. I think storm's the top. Let me see. Giant. Where's my ordning? Where's my ranking of giants? Where's... While that's happening, do I notice like the shackles around them? Any runes or anything like that? With your perception check of 11? Seven. Seven? You don't notice okay. any uh, runes or anything like that. Let me see real quick. The internet says hill, stone, frost, fire, cloud, and storm giant. That's what it is. By, by height, I don't know about anything else. Nope, that is that is very much so how, if, how it goes through. And it just keeps progressing up the, up the ladder to the storm giant, given the final slam. And as he does, his, um, you see this lightning kind of crackle from within his arm and breaks off the arm of the uh, storm giant or the uh, cloud giant <sighs> throws it off into the crowd. You see someone in the other stand. I got a souvenir. Waving a hand loudly, and uh, them dragging the other cloud giant off, and the storm giant stomps off in the other direction. <clears throat> I- there's another round of goblins that come on out. This time they are uh, all have a green vial with it. And they also are trying to like splash the green vial and joke like they're going to like splash them with it. And the one 
that had actually tumbled over and fallen with, with the uh, human centipede ladder last time. He actually lets go and it actually kind of like smashes over the other goblin in front of him that he was kind of like jokingly throwing it at. And you see the acid begin to melt away out of this one's face as it falls to the ground. <laughs> Thanks, you here in Goblin. <laughs> uh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'll cheer for him. <laughs> uh, all the other goblins uh, kick him a little bit and then kind of drag him off. Goblin culture's weird. And then finally, Jarrell comes out. Well, just a uh, two more acts for everyone for the show. We have a new act coming here tonight. A high-flying acrobat of the night. With midnight skin, he is sure to make you feel like you should win. Shit, that didn't rhyme as well. Sorry for the interruption, if I may, but you suck, so please go away. Give me another charisma check. Good rhyme, good rhyme. <laughs> 18. <laughs> Try to get the crowd going on uh, Howard's side. Your your whole little uh, little section of stands is now cheering, a little bit like, ah! <laughs> and Sal's like, that wasn't that bad. I mean, I, uh, better than Joel. He, he, he does try, but hey. He's, I mean, I could run this thing. It's not that hard. Yeah, I bet you could. I bet you could. I have a feeling, though, that it, uh, it would run you a little bit more. And Joel was like, Howard, one of these days. <laughs> How about today? That doesn't rhyme either. He mutters something under his breath as he shakes his head. He goes, well, before we get on to our final show, we have a undead sight that will surely give a fright. A chimera of sorts. That's no fun. And only Kind of has warts. I want to see a chimera wearing shorts. Jorts. Jorts. He walks off. Uh, as he walks off, you see that there's a, pff, a plume of smoke behind him. Howard, make a perception check for me. Mm-hmm. Ooh, 10. Okay, never mind. And... With the plume of smoke that kind of uh, is from where Jarrell goes to walk off from, you hear <laughs> as a zombie comes walking out from it with a chain that he's dragging and tugging at <clears throat> and pulling. And you see there is a bony looking skeletal structure. <laughs> as there is this green flame that flickers into the air 
There's a <laughs> this roaring sound of a lion. As a and you see more green flame streak into the air. As the smoke clears out, you all have heard tales of chimeras, and you know the general look of them. Three-headed beasts. But what you're looking at is no mere three-headed beast, but a three-headed, skeletal beast. As you are all looking at an skeleton of a chimera that has these bony wings that begins to flap and start to kind of yank its chain on the zombie as it just kind of pulls it down and pulls it, smashing it to the back down, the head cracking into the ground. You see, uh, hold on, I'm going to allow that. I Black Rock Joe, man, I'll allow that comment. The mofos almost got... Uh, the, the mofos comment uh, got a, got a little bit of a warning. I had to push that through. Don't worry. Thank you so much for joining in on this one. And uh, the zombie yanks it back down with this. Bam! The lion starts snapping at it as it's walking him out. Uh, the zombie comes walking him around and kind of almost like strolling him around. Kind of showing it off. The zombie is kind of showing like a feat of strength, kind of like pulling it this this large, uh, scary beast that would easily take one or two of you down. And it's kind of controlling it and taming it. As it comes over to your direction, the each one of the heads ah, snaps at you. The ram's horn head skull, the dragon head. That's right. And the lion had roars and just kind of comes up right in front of all of your faces. It just goes over the entire crowd. What y'all doing during this? I am trying to study the collars, see if there's any kind of magical effect on there. Okay. Okay. Make an arcana check with disadvantage because this is these heads are all snapping around. Okay. Uh, 25 with disadvantage. First okay. one was a nat 20. Okay. Okay. I just want to get my mods. I just want to get monsters lined up so I know what I'm looking at. Hey, y'all. You're looking at the collars, and as you're looking at them, they all look kind of loose. And with each kind of tug, the collars come a little bit more loose. And there's like these pins that hold them together. And on the uh, dragon's head that kind of comes up right next to you, Howard, it appears to be loose, and there are these ruined kind of sh- scrawlings across the uh, across it that kind of glow, <sighs> snapping at your direction. I'm going to try to. I don't know if this is even going to work or not. 
uh, awakened mind. I'm going to try to telepathically communicate to the chimera. And if it can speak one language, you can understand me. So I'm going to just talk to it and say, hey there, buddy, you're looking good. Uh, would you like to get out of here? Snap once for yes, two for no. There's no response. Okay. I'm going to pan around to, is Darrell still within the vicinity, like in the area, or is he completely gone? Make a perception check. Mm-hmm. As the ram's head uh, leans down over at the child that's uh, sucking on the bone sucker from the very beginning. Like, Dad, you could kill that, right? Which one is the main head, would you say? Like, out of all the different heads, which one is, like, taking precedence as being, like, central? Um... Uh, Make an inside check. 18. 18? Yeah. They kind of all each share the spotlight for a moment where the dragon's head will kind of snap and kind of take throwing fire in the air. And then the lion-like head will like bite on the bony neck. Um. Closer to like like where the um, collar is, and then and the ram's head's kind of butting around and punt like butts each other to kind of like show itself off. Very uh, almost trying to like gaudy and getting attention, like like it wants to put a show on. I'm going to telepathically talk to the ram's head. If you can understand me. Hit the little kid with your head. Um, nothing yet. Hmm. As the ram's head is next to the little kid, though, you see that those. What's this? And you see the kid just kind of pull, point his hand out to where the pin is in the neck of the collar, and lets and pulls it. You see the other collars, the pins drop out of them. They hit the ground. It rakes and turns around and uh, brings its claw down at the zombie, ripping it in half. It begins to almost like shake itself as if it's freeing its wings. Begins to fly, and as it lifts itself up, it begins lighting flame down on all the tent all around it. People are going, oh, get out! And people begin to kind of scream and back away. And there is now a panic as the crowd is getting away. Um, Sal looks at you goes, I've got to go, but it was great meeting you. 
If you're ever, oh, yeah. we'll keep in touch. I'll see you, Fabala, uh, Jarrell's old place. Yes, and he leaves. Um, come, honey, go. So he kind of drags her away. This uh, large uh, hill giant is just laying there still, passed out. You see the uh, body of the zombie just laying there and it's in the ground. And, kid, and crowds are now swarming panic. You see Jarell is trying to help people, usher people out. Ah, no, 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 it's going to be fine. It's going to be, oh, shit. I, uh, Telepathic link again to the Chimera. Hopefully you can understand now. If you can understand me, uh, kill your master that tried to enslave you. He's the little guy. He goes by Jarell. Get him. Make intelligence check. That's a frick. Okay. I can uh, cast speak with animals. Okay. Um, Real quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that kid saved me a spell slot, by the way. Go on. <laughs> how do you have a spell slot? I have one left. Because I only used up one from the, from the, I don't remember when I lost one. I seized this. I seized this. Mm-hmm. Give me a moment. Got it. Okay. As you say, the little one. It flies up, scanning the ground, looks down over at Finks, being the smallest one in its direct vision. And you see the lion, or not the lion, the dragon's head starts breathing down this green flame, starts rippling down at your direction. Dexterity saving throw, please. I'm going to try to help. It's a 15-foot cone, so I need deck saves from Finks, Maximus, and Howard. Failed with a nine. At you want to, if you want to give him an advantage, I'll let you give him advantage as you kind of yank him. Can I use my... Um... So say I rolled a nat 20, so I, yes? Okay. I've got... Much better. Feline agility, so I can double my speed and move 60 feet. Okay. So can I use that to get out of the sphere code of influence as a reaction? No, that's more or less for movement. This is, you weren't expecting this. This is more or less how quick can you react to moving. You said dexterity save? Dexterity save. 19. Okay. Um, You all do succeed. So instead, you all take half damage. Let me just get the D8s out. Mm. And let me, let me just get some more D8. Hold on. Pretty big bag. Yeah. I was going to say, it's, it's always a good sign when he has to grab more D8s. I told you, I didn't need that many D6s today. And you all were happy. So, you know, I had to spice mm-hmm. it up somehow, right? They said D4. <laughs> no. And see, 
I'm actually going to roll one of the dice that I was given today in by a set from our fan, Black Rock Joe. Hey, Joe. I'm going to use one of the D8, the D8 from your set today, and we'll say, uh, hey, podcasters, if you want to help deal damage to our players, I'll take donation sets of dice. Thank you, Joe. We were going through withdrawal from you, too. We're happy to be back. And I thought I had more dice. Welcome back. Welcome back. There we go. One, two, three, four. How many dice is it? One, two, three, four, five. I need one more. Um, one more dice, one more dice. I know I have one in here. Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Where'd it go? There. Look at the big dice here. So, y'all suffer. Twenty points of necrotic damage as this burning hot flame that that heats up the area around you, but the moment it touches your skin, it feels ice cold. Uh, the chimera takes three points of psychic damage and gets pushed back ten feet away. Give me just one second here. Okay. I like y'all to roll for initiative, please. Fifteen. Eight. Eight. Eighteen. Eighteen? Okay. Howard? Eight. Finks was eighteen. Eighteen. Max was fifteen. Y'all. Okay. Okay. Top of the round. Finks, what are you doing? As the uh, chimera is in the air, kind of backs away. People are um, screaming and running out of the tent still. It it is shut people are shuffling out. What uh I don't really know how to describe how to do this. What what is the the, the top of the tent? I mean, are we in open air here? Is this this is open. down to the point where we can see outside? Not yet, but the but the flame is starting to lick up the sides of the tent and starting to reach up to the top now it's not being burnt down yet rules question 
if I were okay, so if a spell says I can bring along one willing creature, would a passed out hill giant who technically can't, you know, not want to be a part of the spell, would that be considered willing? What spell? Dimension door. In the air. Jeff needs to be let in. Oh, hey. A couple hundred feet above the um, the dragon chimera thing. <laughs> Allow it! <laughs> I know where this is going. Allow it. It'll be great. Make an arcana check. Okay, because there's more weird rule stuff after this. <laughs> uh, 17 minus 1, 16. Gilrax, roll for initiative. Took you long enough. That was the longest bathroom break ever. You missed a whole show. There was, I know. There was guns. Gilrax, as you hear screaming and people running out of the tent, you're come pushing in as you see an undead-looking, bony, skeletal chimera in the air, breathing down green flame onto where you're, you see your friends sitting. And there's a passed-out hill giant face down in the dirt. Uh, what are you at? You dipped out before the show started. Okay. So, so I'm still... not... Yeah, you are Gilrax still at this point. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, where, where are you at? 16? Okay. Just because it's already on... My, I've already started the initiative counter on my side. You go after Finks. Okay. Sounds Next. good. Keep track of me. All right, so 16 on the Arcana check to see if I can do this. Okay. I'll allow this. Okay, next question. Because there's another I'm, check that I do need to check with Dimension... Is it Dimension Door? Dimension Door. You do have Dimension Door. I just want to check. Yes. Now, the, the second question is, if I am to cast my duplicate and have the Dimension Door cast from the duplicate... Does that send the duplicate as the, the traveler, or does that send me as the traveler, just using that as an extended range, essentially? Duplicate has to stay within a certain range from you, though, correct? Yeah, otherwise it dispels, yes. Correct. So how what's the range that you have to be within the duplicate? I think it's like 100 feet, maybe. I'll, I'll check that for sure. Off, I, I don't know how exactly. It's a tricky domain. 120 feet. For the moment right now, I'll allow it. But I, I want to if it if it gets dispelled as the spell happens. It's just so so the plan is okay. I, I, I can see where the plan is going. But my yeah. thing is I just want to check with Dimension Door. Do they have to be the same size as you though? Um I'm checking think, that right now. Yeah, I think willing creature is the only Oh, you know what? You're right. I'm sorry. They have to be my size or smaller. Unfortunately, Never you mind. are a small creature too. Yeah, that's actually a bad spell for me. I mean, or it's a really good spell for you. Well, I mean, it's a good spell for me, but to like try to help someone. Okay, yeah. well, that line of uh, thinking does not work. Uh, all right, in that case, um, how close is this dragon thing to us? The dragon chimera? Keep saying dragon. It's not a dragon. This is within 30 feet of you all. Just... <sighs> Okay, then turn undead will oh, be my just... move. Okay. Uh, wisdom save on my part? Yes. Oh. 
What's the DC? Uh, 14. He saves. Oh, man. So as you kind of look up at him, like, no! <sighs> the lion's head just Ow! growls okay. in your direction. And then uh, bonus action disengage, and I'm going to start running. Goodbye, friends. Okay. Okay. Um, Finks. I'm sorry, not Finks. Gilrax, the green. What are you doing? You see Finks. Are you running up the up the bleachers? Are you running off to the side? Are you running to the to the exit? Which, Where are you running? Uh, away from the dragon. So if that's up, you you tell me. I don't know. So the dragon is like above you all, like thirty feet, like above. So if you're gonna run away, are you trying to run into like a B? Are you beelining it for the exit, or are you just kind of beelining it out of its direction so that like? Uh, I guess I'd be running to the exit. To the exit, okay. So you start to beeline it towards Gilrax. Okay. Okay. That works. That's your turn. Gilrax, what you doing, man? Uh, I'm going to cast Firebolt at the Chimera. Okay. Make an attack roll. Twenty-five. Yeah, that hits. That hits. Deal some damage. As you look up. Max damage, 20 damage. Nice. You look up. Uh, how do you cast Firebolt? What's, what's it going to be? He does like a Hadouken. <laughs> Opens his mouth. There's a bolt of fire that you all see come, go, come rocketing out from the entrance towards uh, where Finks runs off to. And crashes into the rib cage of the uh, skeletal creature, kind not creature, chimera. It's very obvious what it is. As the ram's head kind of looks over at you, uh, Gilrax. Okay. Anything else on your turn you wish to do? Um. No, that's it. Okay. Maximus, what you doing? Um, <clears throat> I still want to try and speak with it. I want to cast speak animal, uh, speak with animals. Okay. Um, as you begin to cast the spell, do you do anything specific to cast this, or is it just kind of like casting and just kind of shooting a ray out to the creature? Are you kind of just shouting at it. I just kind of like I'll reach out towards it, like like uh, if you know if you're like reaching towards like a, a dog. Yeah. yeah. You can put your hand underneath in a non-threatening manner. Okay. You know? As you begin um, to be, go on. Go ahead. Well, I say as you begin to cast, you can see that all the heads just kind of look down at you. <sighs> and you know when your spell takes effect and when it doesn't. And at this moment, it looks like the spell does not take effect. Um, make, make a wisdom check. Four. Okay. There you go. All right. Then I will sigh, uh, disengage, and use my feline speed to double my speed and follow Finks out. Okay. You're running towards Finks 
and you actually are able to go farther than Fink. So do you run past him? Um, can I scoop him up with my tail on the way out? Like, just kind of, if I'm going to go past him, just to kind of, like, pull him along to help him move a little bit faster? I'll allow you to start to pull, pull him up faster, but it would be more an action to kind of grab him, because Fink's actually, like, Fink's does wear some armor in. He okay. has some gear on him. So we're going to begin to scoop him up, if you will, and begin to run. Um, I'll let you, I'll say you gained an extra, because he's a goblin, I'll give you 40 feet okay. grabbing him, in the, just in the moment. Right. Okay. And I'm just going to recharge and see if I get back that breath button. Oh, I don't get that back. Okay. It's fine. That's fair. And... It's going to come right down at you, Finks, because you're the try. You're trying to be the one to uh, actually lies. This thing just got hit with a fire blast. It's going to look down the ram's head at you, Gilrax, and it's going to change and shift its movement and begin to fly right down at you. I'm swooping in, and the ram's head is going to butt into you and smash, making a. 14 to hit? Um, that either just hits or just misses. Just hits. Meets it beats. Okay. And this is going to do... Oh, good. This, is, this has like all different types of dice for different damage of attacks. I like this. Okay. That is going to be nine points of bludgeoning damage as the, as the ram head crashes into you. <laughs> Uh, smashing right. into your uh, chest. As um, a... Okay, nine points, you said? Nine points. I am officially changing form again. All right, so as it smashes into you, um, I'd say Finks and Maximus kind of looking behind where the, where the drag, where the uh, Chimera is swooping down to because it's kind of like following you in this moment. You do see that there is a shift of Gilrax right now. Something is happening. As you see, like the scales on his like elbow is behind him and like his neck start to change. And in a moment, uh, we'll get right there because there's also a uh, bite coming from the uh, lion's uh, mouth. It's going to come right for your shoulder, Gilrax. I'm going to go to bite into you. And, and that is going to be a, ooh, this is a 16 to hit. Yep. Okay. And this one is going to do 2d6. 13 points of piercing damage. As the lion, lion's head <clears throat> bites into you, and the ram head kind of like goes to push and shove into you, one of the, uh, the claws right next to the dragon's uh, head picks up and actually swipes across your chest also to do a final rake as you did hit it with a max damage firebolt. He wasn't a fan of that. And that is going to be a 25 to hit. Yep. Yeah, that one does. And cool. This is going to be seven, 11 points of piercing damage as the, as the, uh, I'm sorry, slashing as the, 
claw rakes across the chest, kind of ripping open some of your scales. Okay. I've changed all the way down to my last form. Okay. Um, there is a painful moment as you do so as well. Uh, you feel the protruding form on your forehead and your temple as it feels like you're having a migraine. As you feel these two uh, horns begin to grow out and curl backwards and kind of bend down and forward as a, um, as almost like two like bony ram horns bend forward. To mirror a mirror a uh, black dragon, as you both see, there are these pitch black looking scales, right? Right, color. Yep. Yes. So there's these uh, uh, pitch black uh, scales that are just kind of soaking in blood as this bony chimera is just <sighs> as it's kind of breathing out, and there's three different noises coming from it and I only have three different voice voice boxes so I can't do them all at once. Howard, what you doing? So how far is the exit from where we were? 70 feet. 70 feet. All right. I am going to, as a bonus action, if I can, uh, down one of the potions of healing. You have potion of healing? You're down them? Yeah, the one that we uh, bought from the vendor okay. dude. Uh, it's just a regular healing potion, or which one was it? Um, potion of healing, if you're grabbing the healing potion. Yeah. That real quick. Not bad. That'll okay. keep me alive for just a little bit. And then I will start... How do I want to do this? Uh, fuck it, I'm going to dimension door outside. Okay. <laughs> Make a deck saving throw. Okay. Because you're, are you outside, like, in the entrance? Uh, like, outside and, like, I don't know, 10 or 15 feet away. So a little okay. distance. With advantage, uh, I'll say deck save. Okay. Okay, a little bit better. 11. 11. Okay. Uh, as you dimension door... <laughs> You turn around as you see a crowd of just people and bodies and skeletons and just mass patrons just rushing you. And one kind of shoulder bumps into you, but they pass you by, you shifting off to the side enough and not being directly where you walked in from. Okay. Okay. Maximus, your turn. What's up? Uh, I'm still running. Still running? Yep. Using your turn to run? Okay. Yeah. Uh, you begin running. Running out of the tent? Okay. Oh, wait. Sorry. Not Maximus. You're going to be... You're, 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 you're in the running motion. Thanks. What are you uh, doing? Ma- Maximus is holding me, right? Yes. Maximus is holding nice. you. All right. Um, Which hmm. you're carrying him. I'm going to say... Small. I'm going to say you have 45 feet of movement with him, Okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fight. Can I like fire? Eh, Try to picture this. And, and I'm not even facing. If you scoop me up, I'm probably. I could like. I, if, if, if I was running by you, 
I would have like thrown you up on my back. All right, so I'm over the shoulder. I'm because I'm, the... I'm like yeah, like you're like sure, like a little like a little kid over the shoulder. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna fire off a guiding bolt then. Let's say a fireman's carry. Yeah, fireman's carry. Yeah. Okay. Make that attack roll. Does a 17 hit? A 17 does hit. Cool. That will do 14 radiant damage. And if anyone hits it, or whoever attacks it next has advantage on it. Okay. Not bad. Maximus, you're just going to run. I'm just running out, yep. Okay, you run out. As you come running out, you see Howard to your left, 10 feet off uh, to the side. Everyone's, ah, get out, get out, get out. And you hear drill, please, please, please. It, 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 uh, just a moment to get it under control. Uh, I'll, I'll go over towards Howard. I'll group up with him. Okay. And I can put Finks down at that point, I guess. Okay. Thanks. Okay. Chimera, not seeing anyone else, but this red dragonborn in front of it is going to see if it gets its breath weapon back, and it does not. Man, I was looking forward to that still. <laughs> and it's going to go three attacks at um, Skith- Skitharax? Skitharax. Skitharax, the mad. I love it. And okay. for... <laughs> okay, man. <laughs> All right, so a 10 does not hit, I'm sure, as the, nope. as the bite from the lion comes down at you in the other shoulder and snaps at it, and it uh, uh, just misses as the ram's head kind of butts in, pun not intended, and uh, deflects it as it comes at a uh, you with like a hailmaker jaw shot from the pop of its horns. Ooh. Um, 23? Yep. 23 hits. And the horn is the D12. <gasps> oh. All right, 10 points of bludgeoning damage as you feel this bony uh, skull with the horns. Uh, not so similar. Yours are more pointed like a, like a black dragon's are. They curl in and point down forward. And this one kind of butts in and make a strength check. Okay. Um, saving throw or strength check? I'll say saving throw. Uh, 15. Total? Yeah. As you get your head kind of locked in with his rams, there is a excruciating pain as you hear a snap. As you see one of your horns drop to the ground in front of you as it's been broken off your head. As you take 10 points of that bludgeoning damage from the horns smashing into your head as well. Bucking it style. Okay. <laughs> Black Rock Joe, man. You guys, listen. If you if you if you want to know why I'm laughing, come on over to Twitch. We are live right now, and check out the comment sections from uh, Black Rock Joe podcast with underscore. And uh, the final attack is going to be a another. Uh, we're going to say the 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 dragon's mouth is going to trying to snap at you. And that's a D12, so that's not the right dice to roll. That's a D20, and that is a 22 to hit. Yep. Okay. 
That is 11 points of piercing damage. There's another one bites into your shoulder and it <sighs> kind of wriggles it a little bit. And All right. Begins to kind of get up and uh, fly away. As, can it get a little bit of distance? And it looks like it is breathing uh, itself in to uh, light up some more flames on the tent, which from the outside, you can see the flame is licking up the sides and coming through in the opposite side now and going up to the top of the tent. Oh, shit. We for- I completely forgot. Um, we'll say, uh, as all as the, the hits were coming from the Chimera, uh, Skithrax, Skithrax, you're up. We skipped, we jumped over your turn. You were after Finks. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, <clears throat> so I'm technically going before the Chimera. Kind of all happens at the same time. Or it's all going at the same time. Yeah. I'll let you, I'll say okay. you take damage after, but the horn is cracked. Okay. In the moment. <clears throat> Hasn't Skithrax thrown up yet. Starts foaming at the mouth and. You could see him kind of getting all like flexing and angry. And uh, Skithrax would like to rage as a free action. Okay. And Skithrax will say, I will claim all three of your heads for my goddess as he points up to the Chimera. And I will use all five of my charges as I try and decapitate the ram's head. Don't forget you have advantage from uh, Guiding Bolt. Yeah. I have advantage from Raging anyway. Double advantage? (laughs) Don't double advantage. All right. Um, You know what? I'll allow a double advantage. For the moment, (laughs) This I I want to see where this goes. I'll give you double advantage. We'll give you a re-roll. Okay. Inks is going home with two goat heads tonight. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so uh, 26. Yeah, that hits. That hits. To hit. And And as you go to swing this monster double-sided battle war axe, it's... And I do... A total of your god. I remember this thing being a little OP'd on the weapon stats. Uh, twenty-four damage altogether. Um, eight of that is radiant damage. As you bring it down. Oh, wait. Sorry. I forgot to add the charges. Oh, uh, Jesus. So, what did I say? 24? Yeah. Uh, so, 29. Okay. That's it from the charges? It was one damage a piece, I believe. I thought it was a dice. It was one. Yeah. Isn't it a dice? Not a. Uh, it's one, one die per charge, I, I believe. Oh, is I it? it was. Yeah. I think so. Um, uh, let me double check. 
Is it in my notes that I sent you? Let's see here. Or from our from our talks. It might be second. Oh, it's an <laughs> it's additional D eight per charge. Yeah. Ooh, who needs those D8s now, DM? Hand them over. Here. Yeah. So right, here we go. Oh my God. <laughs> this math break brought to you by DCT Industries. Where dreams do come true, such as finding out you get eight dice instead of eight points or five dice. Five points. dice. Five, five dice. dice eight point. Yeah. This sudden <laughs> math break. I mean, he may take this thing out with that. <laughs> Uh, 34 damage on just the charges. Plus the 20. Plus the 24. Plus the 24, so 58. 34 from the charges? Yeah. As you bring down the first attack of the round, mind you, you bring it towards the neck, and as you go to saw it off, you don't just hit the head. You actually saw it at the base of the neck as it cuts it off. And as you do, you actually bring it down and cleave off the lion's neck as well with just <laughs> the dragon. Ah. Nice. Staring at you. Oh, okay. Um, do, do, uh, do you get a second attack, Jeff? I do. Yeah, he yeah. does. <laughs> so. <laughs> Finish it up. Let's go. Yeah. What do you wish to do? <laughs> uh, I want to kind of, as I'm swinging down the axe, oh my God. Uh, I, I, want, I want to kind of like come back up underneath the jaw of the dragon head. Dear. Get it. Make an attack at this. All right, let's see here. Uh, wait, where my dice go? Oh, there we go. Uh, 20, not natural. Yeah, that hits. Okay. That hits. Yeah. <laughs> Are the charges still going or no? Because that's just the first hit, correct? I don't remember how we used it, but I like the, I think my, my belief is that you would activate it for that round. Okay. <sighs> so you got six seconds of swiping to work with it. So sure. Oh, okay. Um... I find that this is epic that no one is here to experience, experience this, but you like you are alone in the tent. going to walk out by yourself dragging this thing's three heads. Coming, the smoke's gonna clear. My God, you had a, you had the sitting inspert, you had the sitting uh, re-roll. If you didn't use it on the first one already, I did. You did okay. Uh, so that's gonna be a total of thirty-six damage. Yeah, man. H- how you want to finish this? I want to. <laughs> like, I want to take the axe 
and go carve it up through the jaw of the dragon with the chainsaw still going and just like <laughs> obliterate its brains all over the place. There's a bunch of bony shards. Like... No brain matter, but a lot of uh, arcane green fire flicking from it, but a lot of bone shards <laughs> flying everywhere. Nice. Nice. I'll say, as you do, there's a... (sighs) As the wings detach from the body, fall down to the ground, the body itself begins to fall apart into a bunch of individual bones. And you hear a, Yes, my champion. It was a disgrace to our race. I want to uh, take the dragon head and raise it up and then growl or roar, I should say, to Tiamat. There is a mighty roar heard throughout the entire carnival as you all hear the sounds of five, correct it, six dragons shouting at once, erupting. Um, The entire carnival just erupts in this loud... Um, That was impressive. Uh, I mean, you have a pile of bones scattered in front of you. Two Icarus-style looking bony wings that are kind of tethered with this skin uh, that's kind of like ate away, um, held together. There are metal-looking shackled, like shackled uh, bracelet-likes cuffs that are scattered amongst the ground from uh, where it had uh, flown over. And you're holding the skull, and you have the uh, the long the necks themselves are kind of intact of the two other heads that you decapitated. The neck and the heads are held onto those. I want to take the dragon head, rip the bottom jaw off. And attach the head to my shoulder. Okay. Yeah, you do. Nice. <laughs> nice. All right. Let's say during this time, Howard's outside, like with Max and thinks, quickly, hurry up, let's go. And then he hears the roars go off. Oh, crap, they got Githorax. We need to get out of here quick. And I'm going to start running towards the uh, carnival exit. Okay. You begin running towards the carnival exit. Um. Githrax. I'm not Githrax. Uh, Skitharax. Make a perception check for me real quick. Okay. Oh, I should just do it on here. Um, perception, mm-hmm. you said? Six. You look up and you see there is a hooded-looking tiefling creature up on the tightrope lo- tight line that's looking down at you. Hmm. Noticing you and watching you during this. I want to uh, give him the finger and say, are you next? It removes its, its hood, and you see a purple-skinned 
patch eye tiefling that you're familiar of. He usually hides in barrels, but right now he is up on the tight rope line. So Scytherax the Mad, the reason why he's called the Mad is because he attacks just about anything. (laughs) So I would like to throw a hand axe at it. Make an attack roll. Eighteen. I need to check real quick. <laughs> Hold on. I think that hits Remus. Let's make sure he's a rogue. He's got a high. Oh yeah, that does hit him. Uh, as it does, you see him take the hit. But as he does it, he kind of puts his hand up to kind of like block it with his wrist, and you hear. Ting! as if metal on metal. And there's almost like a spark as the metal hits his wrist. And like with like a flint flash motion, you see this like shackle on his for, on his wrist. No. And we'll pick up there next week, guys. Well, shoot. Nice. Got to bring him back somehow. Ricky. I hope you're enjoying this, man. Hope you're enjoying this. Um, guys, thank you so much. Blackrock Joe. <laughs> thank you so much for jumping in on this chat. I, I, I love it. And I love the players jump in on it. So guys, if you want to interact with the players and uh, see what all the fuss is about when we go live and you hear me just kind of crack up and start laughing over nothing, it's always at the Twitch chat. And Blackrock Joe never fails to... Uh, Bring on the DM inspiration, dude. By the time you end up, we end up seeing you, you're gonna have like seven inspiration from the DM alone, Black Rock Joe. Uh, but hey, start uh, just keep them stacked, and who knows, you're gonna be able to hand them out like a bard. That's how I see it. Uh, this is Anthony. I've been your dungeon master for the night with the with the Fabala Five and Guild with with Jeff, the 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 many the many faced uh, dragonborn. Um, I wonder what his true name is. I wonder what the true name is for this dragonborn. It'd be very interesting to see his, uh, hear his backstory. I feel like he has a good inner monologue going on and it, it would be a show to jump into his psyche. Um, Howard should take a visit there. I wonder what it would be like, but for all of you uh, tuning in, thank you so much. Make sure that you do hit us up on social media, podcasters, tabletop gaming, podcasters, underscore on Twitch, as well as podcasters, underscore tabletop gaming on Instagram as well. We do have some stuff in the works. I have a couple of friends that we are going to be uh, being in touch with that are going to be jumping in and joining with us. There is a bit of a crossover in the works that I believe are, uh, a, a few other podcasters are going to jump in and join with. We have a returning face from about a year or so ago that's going to be uh, jumping in to run a session, a one-shot. Uh-huh, it's in the works. We have to find out what Sunday is free for them. Uh, they had a plan. I actually saw them comment in one of the groups and I was just like, we were talking about something similar to this. And I reached out. I'm like, yo, you want to roll this, run, like run this finally? And they said, I would love to. And it's like, we go Sunday nights at seven. Let me know which one's going to work for you. So there's a fun one shot and be a high level one shot too. Like pretty sure it may be a level 21 shot. Can't make promises. I don't know where cool. he's going to want him set at, but we're looking at a high level one shot and it's going to be one 
hell of a banger because I'm going to make sure to have a nice player to roll with this. Uh, I may actually be playing with one of my characters that I introduced a little bit tonight. I had a few NPCs that I was like, oh, I want to create throughout the week, add some inspiration for characters. And uh, I don't know, am I bringing in Barbados or uh, Holiday? We'll see. Um, two, two, uh, two new players that I'm having fun with. Yep, yep, yep. Now, I think you should bring mm-hmm. in the, the true MVP of the Knights, the lady mistress next to Sal. Yes, please. Thank you. That'll be your uh, that'll be your character. It's the origin of how she how she met Sal. We'll see. Yeah. Um, Is her name Harry? <laughs> You're funny. Uh, um, but everyone else, thank you so much. Make sure that if you're listening to us on via podcast format. Make sure that you do uh, check us out live. We go live on Sunday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Twitch, Facebook, and YouTube, whatever best suits you. I'm saying head on over to Twitch, hit subscribe, and then you can jump in on the fun with the comments. And hey, as long as there's like no hardcore like spam swearing, I'll allow most stuff through, I guess. Um, Big Mac is always available. Who knows? Who knows, Big Mac? I like that. Um, As well as uh, big shout outs to our players, Jeff. Uh, as our guest that is kind of like a semi-permanent uh, member right now. And I'm very curious to see where this Dragonborn story is going to go, especially in Barovia. You all are uh, stuck in this carnival currently. And we'll see where we pick up with that next week with Ricky returning, hopefully. And I'm going to take it off to the players. So guys, head on out, support us, so follow us. And if you're listening to us, thank you so much. But tune in live to watch us in the antics to get the full effect. Um, I'm rambling now. So Howard, take it off. Uh, Howard, you can follow him on Twitter at podcasters H. Uh, if you like art and you want to see me doodle sometimes, uh, check it out. I'm on Instagram and Facebook, Ratfink Arts. That's R-A-T-P-H-I-N-C Arts. And uh, sorry, Remus. Kind of ran on you. All right. Next. Maximus. Hey, what's up? You can follow Maximus on Twitter at Podcaster Mad Max. Uh, if you like photography and all that jazz, you can see what I look at through my eyes on the Instagrams at the Mark Seven One Six. Sweet, uh, Jeff. Pass on over to Skitherax. Uh, you could check out Morgor and Skitherax and Gilrax and all the fun things they're doing here live every Sunday night um be sure to check out the game i'm creating called the kaiman coming out march 26 uh you can take a look at that at dctindustries.tabletopgaming on facebook or dct underscore industries on instagram i'm also currently working on the official website right now so that'll be up probably later this year and yeah that's about it check them out and then finally last but not least tonight thanks all right you guys can follow finks on the twitter at podcasters finks um you can follow myself and any miniature painting that i've been doing um on instagram at phoenix forged check it out check them out well guys thanks so much for tuning in y'all are awesome and we'll see you next week grab those d20s oh man or or erasers whatever suits you Oh, frick. Oh, I didn't say roll it yet. Oh, okay. Oh, oh well, that's just showing it off. Oh, we're just showing. Okay. So on three, yeah. we're all roll. Wait, we're all okay. rolling on three. 
My three. One, okay. two, three roll or one, two, roll. One, two, roll. Rolling on three. So I'm going to say three, but when I say three, everyone's going to roll their dice. I've done this 38 okay? times, guys. Mm-hmm. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> one. <laughs> one, two, three. Oh, I that 20. Awesome. That's, that's a nine. And remember, guys, oh, so go head on over, support Ricky and Remus over with Keep Flying. If you haven't yet, they got a week left of shows. So check them out. And if you get if you see them, go pick up their vinyl because they have a dice with it. So go pick that up. And when we have more abrupter stuff for, with Tony, we're gonna push that too. Which technically, don't you have a show this week? Uh, yeah, at the fair, it got rained out though, but we won't get into that next week. We got another one at Kissing Bridge. So. That's what, no, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, I meant the 28th. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's coming up Saturday, guys. Saturday, what time. 28th. Head on out to Kissing Bridge. They're doing a uh, music festival. Go check out the Abruptors. Tropodelic's playing there. Love Tropodelic. Love Tropodelic. Um, so I mean, I'll tell you this when you go see them, you're gonna get Abruptors and Tropodelic, two great bands. That's gonna be a great show. Uh, but till then guys see you next week later